Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. And welcome back to another episode of the Fit Finance Sessions. It's just the two of us today, Tom and Tim, or Tim and Tom. Um, and today we thought we'd just give you a bit of a short and sharp update on the market in general, um, particularly sort of property market, um, crypto actually, which has got slightly more interesting than it has been in the last couple of months. Um, so we'll go into a little bit more depth on that in a minute. And then the stocks in general, we'll just give you a bit of a uh, snapshot as to what's what's going on. Um, so as I say, in, in that order really, so property, I think I think Tom's got a, a few bits and pieces to kick off. I mean, what's, what's been going on there, Tom? Yeah, I think um, there's there's been some interesting articles in in the FT recently about the property market. And are we in a boom? Aren't, aren't we in a boom? I think there's definitely demand, um, and I think if you look at um, some of the articles recently on um, the property market and what's what's going on there, there's you can see across all the major um oecd countries there's there's definitely a rise in demand and rise in uh in prices and i think that's largely due to a change in how we're using property um but also because rates are staying staying low and i think the other thing i i don't know so much about other other markets um around the world but in the uk the the mortgage market itself is becoming more competitive i think um uh, banks are actually producing some pretty good results in terms of earnings. Um, but luckily for consumers, there, there's more competition between a lot of the lenders because of this, this demand. Um, uh, they know that a, there's a lot of demand there, so there's money to be made, but it's forcing lenders to be more competitive um, with, with the rates. And HSBC, which for retail lending in the UK has generally been... Um, one of the smaller players, despite being one of the major banks, they've definitely had a, a, a big push. And um, I know with clients in particular, we've we've seen them come through with some some good rates. That's not us promoting them or anything. I think it's just conditions of the market. It's yeah, if you want to move, I think you've got to be conscious that we might be in a bit of a bubble. Um, and I know particularly around here, it's a lack of supply. Um, there's plenty of people who want to move, but they can't find the place they want to move to. So that's reducing supply. And therefore, when people do bid on houses, you're getting this uh, sort of bidding war. But equally, if you're staying put, um, rates are super cheap and it's a very competitive market, it might be worth um, sort of locking in now for longer or just revisiting your, your lending options. I know there's sometimes early repayment charges and other things, but... No, if you're going to stay in the home that you've been in for a long period of time, there's some really cheap long fixes out there. Um, I think I think Barclays do a seven year at one and a half percent if you've got a twenty five percent deposit, something like that. It's I mean money money is cheap uh, on that basis, and with inflation coming through, mm. only ever helpful on 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 that period. So um, yeah. It, are we in a bubble? Maybe, um, but I think lots of assets are in bubbles. And I think when we come back to, to markets, um, yeah, you're seeing that in, in lots of different things. Um, and one of the inflation hedges often referred to is crypto. So um, um, whilst that's been a, a bit of a roller coaster, Tim, what's, what's been going on there? 
Yeah, yeah. So actually, well, the last couple of weeks, months, it's been rather boring, to be honest with you. Everything falling down in prices and what have you. Um, anybody who listens to this who tracks the, the prices of the main ones, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, etc., would have seen a volume spike big time. You know, there's a lot more money flowing into Bitcoin in, in particular, but just keeping with the, the mainstream one. Um, and actually, it's just hit over the, couple of, over the weekend, it hit £30,000 for the first time in well, a good couple of months. So it was rising for, well, actually, I can tell you tell you here it was rising for one two three four five six seven eight eight days straight quite clear and cut so things are you know there's definitely been a shift in momentum there um looking more generally though there's there's sort of good and bad news really on the horizon for for it as an asset class if you like starting with the good um as of today actually uh, four thousand um, special fund, special fund, um, uh, special fund classes in in uh, in Germany have now been permitted to put up to twenty percent of their portfolio into into cryptos. So again, you know, a, a lot of that's that's essentially you know, a big door worth of liquidity that's, that's potentially been opened up to the institutional side of things. Um, there is, however, this sort of infrastructure bill, which I'm sure we'll come back to. Um, uh, in a bit, a little more more generally on markets, but one of the elements to that bill is this natural desire and won't be, you know, it's not not new news, but um, this desire for more regulation and what have you around cryptos and, and a way to tax it, basically. Um, one of the main elements to it is this idea that cryptocurrencies will be classed as a, um, uh, as a security, as a, as a version of security, basically, which sort of puts it into the same party as stocks and, and, and shares, isn't it? So naturally, that then brings into all sorts of other regulatory reporting requirements and what have you. Mainly to do with identity, though, so sort of KYC, that sort of stuff. Um, so, for example, at the moment, two different brokers don't talk to one another, i.e. if you've got one Bitcoin over here on Binance, for example, and you transfer it over here to Kraken, those two parties don't, won't talk to each other. In the new proposal, it's it's um, proposed that Binance, in this example, would have to report cost, um, sort of the, you know, the cost basis, whatever the, that the client bought the one Bitcoin app for this new one, and therefore you need various bits of information from the um, from the buyer and the seller, obviously, to be able to maintain that. So that hasn't been received very well, obviously, by sort of the the general DeFi um, fan party that that is um, cryptocurrency uh, investors. But, you know, hey-ho, we'll have to see how that comes through. But generally speaking, there's been, you know, a lot more, as I say, a lot more liquidity being pushed into it um, at the moment. I mean, another one, just, just to reel off a couple of others, Golden Tree, which is a New York-based asset manager, 45 billion under assets. Um, they've been adding, um, yeah, similar to, the, sorry, similar to the German funds thing, they've been adding cryptocurrency as more of a... Of a, of a hedge a wealth front as well, which is sort of an automated investment solution over in the US, which is fairly big, sort of similar to um, Nutmeg and that kind of thing over here. They've added what they call the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust and Grayscale Ethereum Trust into their menu invest of investments, they call it. So essentially, that's, that's setting up almost a robo-advice type solution for, for crypto stuff over, over in the US, or at least exposure to it in some shape or form. Um, so, you know, that's that's crazy. That, that's that's really you know, that's, that's, if we'd said that a year ago, two years ago, is on the cryptocurrency topic, you know, that's, um, that's coming along somewhere, isn't it? So it's certainly pushing its head through more into more and more of a main asset class. I think, I think that that's always the risk, isn't it? It's, it's the regulation risk. It's much like with any early stuff or when we come on to stocks and, and China, anything which maybe has 
that is less well established the the bigger bigger companies tend to be less volatile smaller things have more more risks in that as things develop over time there can be bigger impacts you just don't don't foresee but um yeah i think i think you're right i think some more bigger institutional money is um very interested i think if you're looking at kathy wood and um the ARC funds, I mean, they have a target price of $500,000 for, for Bitcoin. Um, and they're talking about uh, over the last few weeks, it being in a capitulation phase um, where uh, the initial bit like what happened before the initial sort of uh, steam runs out and then it sort of capitulates. But I think those cycles can be extreme and for long periods of time. So even if their target is 500,000, you don't know what that time frame is, particularly they're talking about extending their time frames for all assets. So I think I think we're just going to see more volatility going forward and um yeah, cryptos just play play a part in that. Um, and again, we might be talking about cryptos because it's interesting, gives us plenty of content for this podcast. I don't think either of us are saying like with the funds putting 20 the potential to put 20% of, of assets in there doesn't mean those funds are putting 20% of their assets in there. It's just, just the same as any um, fund. It, it is capped at 20% in any investment. It just gives them scope to use it. I think roughers have been putting say 1% in there. And I think, I think that's more the general consensus. If you want to dabble in it, then one, 2% is, is maybe okay. I think anything over there, you, or even doing it on that level is more speculative, um, regardless of whatever whatever reasons you have. But um, yeah, interesting topic all the same. But talking about regulatory risks, I think um, stocks and particularly Chinese stocks have suffered uh, quite a bit over the last, um, I don't know, however many weeks um, with more risk of legislation. But there's there's been a bit of a change in mood in China wanting to, uh, work with Washington a bit more but again I think we're just going to see more volatility on that kind of um, macro global economic policy bartering both on a pseudo COVID front and for other economic reasons so um, yeah there's definitely uh, the world is less harmonious at, at the moment but um, I mean Tim I think you've got some stats about the the US um, stimulus package as well haven't you? Yeah, well, yeah, yes and yes and no. But yeah, generally speaking, it's, as you say, it's, it's more just range-bound activity, isn't it? Particularly in the UK, it's just, FTSE is around 7,000, 7, has been for, well, I should have looked a minute ago, around 100 days now. So a good few months, it's just been up and down around there. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a stimulus, stimulus packages, uh, the market waiting to see, you know, what's solidified, what's not. In the meantime, of course, you know, this tweet, that tweet, who said this, who's indicated that, indicated this. We're going to see technical bounces in the market here, there and everywhere. But until something solid comes out on the back of it, then there's not going to be more of a, um, you know, a, a solidified move. Um, we're, in, we're in more of a circling formation. And I think unless we get some, like you say, when one of these packages comes through or we get some erroneous covid stats that cases have gone through the roof and then countries are locking down or not as the case may be and actually everything's going fine i think till there's some more solid economic data it's all very steady eddy and i think that's why you see markets just risk off a little bit till they get more information now um but interestingly um i think there was an article saying 
in the FP8, I think it's an 18-year high for analysts to be giving buy recommendations. So even if it does sound gloomy, I think markets in general are still positive. Um, you'll always hear all the bad news, but I think in general, there are good economic things to come come through. Um, there's a lot of demand, and that's that's why we're seeing shortages in terms of timber, raw materials. We've talked about inflation so many times, but... The, I mean, you can't use even used cars, the worst asset class of all time, pretty much, um, bar, bar, bar the classics, um, are maintaining prices pretty well. So, um, yeah, you definitely know some things, uh, some things up if um, an unknown depreciating asset is still holding its ground. So, um, so yeah, um, just got to get through this next period. But I think overall, outlook is positive it's just with a bit of volatility and a bit of um going around in circles in the short term yeah waiting in the short term as you say yeah good okay hopefully that gives you a uh a a market update of nothing to report really um (laughs) but uh until until next time um yeah uh, take it easy and if you need help in navigating some of these volatile times then come and speak to us